0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetindy.com.
1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 30th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there. Casey Daniels 317. We're both on YouTube if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Hey, want to invite you to WIBC Night. There are just a few tickets left. It's coming up on Wednesday, October 4th at the Indiana Historical Society. It's sponsored by Relay Indiana. I know our good friend uh, Drake has bought his tickets. I know our good friend Twitter Courtney has purchased her tickets. And if you want to be in that crowd, you have to go to WIBC.com and get your tickets right now. And you can see Rob Kendall in all of his glory like I'm seeing right now.
0: Uh, it sells out every year. You will not want to wait. It will again do so this year and usually within a day or two. So today, tomorrow, you know, could very well be the last day to get your tickets. Do it now. WIBC.com. You can hang out with me, Casey, Hammer, mm. and Nigel. I understand Tony Katz will get out of his house uh, for a brief <laughs> moment or two. Uh, Kev will get super liquored up and make an ass out of himself in the pre-show We can only hope, right? Uh, it'll be great. That would it'll, be entertaining. It'll be a great time. You you totally want to be there.
1: Hey, uh, you want to talk about entertaining? How about our president? <laughs> He's entertaining. Uh, He claimed that he literally convinced the South Carolina Democrat turned Republican Senator Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act.
0: I should give a disclaimer, by the way, that we do not know whether Kev will actually get liquored up or make an ass out of himself. But those options are on the table potentially for a night with WIBC. It could happen. You never know. There's usually a bar available, and you never. Anyway, let's yes, let's get to Biden. this guy is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's a pathological liar, and it never ever stops. And my favorite thing about the Biden lies is the instant spin that comes. Like it is like searching for, uh, just. Uh, crumb of truth in what he said no 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 what he really meant was and if if joe biden had a, a long track record of being uh gandhi or mother Teresa, you know a person above reproach you'd excuse it right and say okay sure but when the guy lies about absolutely everything you go nah you don't get any grace or credit on this one because you buddy tell lies like they're going out of style.
1: Okay, so he claimed that he convinced Strom Thurmond <laughs> to vote for the Civil Rights Act. Now, here's the problem. Joe Biden was 21 years old when that happened yes. and he was not a member of Congress at that point.
0: That's absolutely correct. Joe Biden was elected in 19... 19- this is, And this is a great opportunity to tell everybody how long Joe Biden has been screwing America. <laughs> Joe Biden was elected to the U.S. Senate in 1974 four I believe so that is almost 50 years we're Mm -hmm. literally approaching Mm -hmm. the 50 year anniversary when he is up for re-election for president of the United States it will be the 50th anniversary of when Joe Biden entered the federal government that is how long Joe Biden has been twisting the knife into the taxpayers of this nation
1: let me let me put it to you this way I was four I'm a grown, full adult woman yeah, with a child of my own.
0: Boy, that would make you uh
1: Yeah. That's how long he's been in office. <laughs> Don't do the math. <laughs> But since I was four years old, Joe Biden has been in office. No, let's
0: just take a second, though, because you brought it up and let's just talk about it. you are very well preserved. You're doing phenomenal. Thank Whatever you. your fitness routine is, <laughs> you should totally keep it up because uh-huh. you look like a million darn dollars. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, back to Biden, who does not look like a, a million darn dollars. Um, all right. So let's play the audio and then we'll laugh about what the excuse is and how people are trying to explain this away.
1: But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the the Civil Rights Act before he died. And I thought, well, maybe there's real progress. But hate never dies. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. And when someone breathes a little oxygen in, it comes out roaring out. Are you sure that's what he said? Because really, I just heard a bunch of mumbling. Somewhere in there, he claims to have convinced Strom Thurmond.
0: Yes. OK, so the excuse that has come out, so keep in mind, it's you know not up for discussion. Joe Biden was 21 years old in 1964, was not elected to the U.S. Senate until 1974, which is when the actual what everybody associates, when you say the Civil Rights Act, every person who has an inkling or a knowledge of history will immediately take that you are talking about 1964 that is with the marches the struggles the beatings the brutality everything associated with civil rights act when you say the civil rights act the any normal person is going to assume you meant 1964 mm-hmm. now there was an update to the civil rights act in 1991 it related to a very specific act of Congress on a specific thing related to workplace discrimination, mm-hmm. and it was in regards to a Supreme Court decision at the time. There is not a single damn person walking amongst us right now that when you <laughs> ask them about the Civil Rights Act, if they even know what it was, would, would know or assume you're talking about what took place in 1991. Right. Also... Strom Thurmond didn't die until 2003. So he's trying to make it act like, on his deathbed, I was so charismatic and magnanimous and charming and uh, just extracted the hate from Strom Thurmond's heart that I got him to vote no. Strom Thurmond didn't die until 12 years after this. So even if that's what he was talking about, It doesn't count because he didn't die until 12 years later.
1: So we're led to believe that when Joe Biden is claiming that he convinced Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act, he meant, oh, the infamous 1991 (laughs) Voting Rights Act.
0: You remember the marches for those, don't you, Casey? Yeah, sure. Up up, up and down Main Street. You remember the struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the thing about Joe Biden. And and real quick, let's just remind everybody who Strom Thurmond was. Strom Thurmond was a super, super, super racist individual who spent 10 billion years in the U.S. Senate. He was the governor of South Carolina before he was a senator. He was a judge before he was a senator. He was a Democrat, was elected as a Democrat, and then later in life switched over to being a Republican. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden was such good buddies with this guy, he delivered the eulogy at his funeral. And when you couple Joe Biden's fondness and reverence and love for Strom Thurmond with his fondness and reverence and love for Robert Byrd, who is another nine billion year old guy who served in the U.S. Senate for 10,000 years from the state of West Virginia, also a super racist, literally in the Ku Klux Klan. What what what? conclusion could you draw other than you are the company you keep and these are the people Joe Biden not only buddied up with but were his mentors and his heroes Mm -hmm.
1: it is 14 minutes after 9 it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC so Saturday marked the two year anniversary of the attack outside the Abbey Gate at Kabul airport which uh, was that chaotic military evacuation from Afghanistan back in 21 183 people were killed in the attack including 13 US service members And on the two year anniversary of this botched Afghanistan withdrawal, here's a mother who lost her son and she is just blasting her encounter with Joe Biden. What he could have done was not talk about his son when it was about our my son and the other 12 on that day. I have never spoken to him since Um, he's refused to speak with us. He does not have any to talk with us. He could call me. I have a phone number, he could call me. Um, I'm not sure what he could do at this point. Honor them, say their names, talk about them, and man up and talk about your failures that you held in Afghanistan. Okay, so General Mark Milley, who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he released a statement and he wants accountability for the families of those that were killed.
0: Oh, now Milley wants accountability mm-hmm. for those people who were killed. Oh, two years later. Oh, you want some accountability? Would you, Can I give you the accountability right now? Sure. It's Joe Biden's fault. Yeah. There's your accountability, He could have changed the date.
1: He could have changed the date. Joe Biden blames it all on Trump, saying Trump set the date. Joe Biden was already in office. He could have changed the date if he wanted to. I mean, these are Gold Star families, and they deserve accountability. They should know what happened. To their family members
0: all right casey we have to take a break because we totally need enough time to get into this next topic which is clay travis mm-hmm. he's he is the outkick the coverage guy super yeah. popular internet site uh you know millions of hits a day and he now he and buck sexton took rush limbaugh's place yeah um when when rush passed away on the various ra- uh, syndicates that that got rush limbaugh He apparently invited Mike Pence onto his show, and you will not believe the excuse Mike Pence gave on why he couldn't come on. It's
1: coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's not the first time that they've clashed. Last time, it was because Mike Pence declined to pledge a pardon for Donald Trump. This is with an interview with Clay Travis. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, but they're fighting again. Hey, did you see that uh, Mike Pence just released the Pence plan? Oh. This is a day one executive action.
0: How exciting. He
1: will, one, protect American security, two, protect American workers, Mm -hmm. and three, protect American values.
0: Well, he's not going to do any of those things, Casey, day one, because there won't be a day one because Mike Pence is not going to be the president of the United States states but somebody
1: should tell him but
0: it's like um when i was a kid i used to go into my backyard this will shock you casey i had a wild imagination <laughs> as a kid this will totally shock you right yeah, sure and when i was a kid i used to go in my backyard and for hours at a time i would create baseball players like yeah. i was not a baseball player you had your own field of dreams i did yeah. i was um I so I would create baseball players. I was not at the baseball. It was not like Rob Kendall is playing for the Cubs. Like I would create an entire team of baseball players. And in my mind, day in and day out, on those long, endless Indiana summers, that baseball team would play every day through me. Mm-hmm. Of course they never existed. It was an alternate reality <laughs> of people that were never going to actually manifest themselves into society. And that is what Mike Pence is doing right now. He is creating his version of of, uh, alternate reality where something that is never going to actually be executed, which is him being president of the United United States. He's going through all of this effort and exercise Mm -hmm. for something that is as real as the baseball players I used to create in my backyard when I was eight years old.
1: Something else that Mike Pence has been doing a lot of, and you might have picked up on this during the debate, is he is giving himself credit for everything that happened during the Trump administration. Of course he is, Casey. He's saying uh, under our administration in four short years, We rebuilt our military, revived our economy, unleashed American energy, and we appointed three conservatives to the Supreme Court that gave the American people a new beginning for life.
0: You know, it's it's the equivalent of, and we love Kevin, and Kevin is just a great part of this show, and Mm -hmm. he's just phenomenal, and he does a wonderful job as producer, and if you are a single woman, you totally need to get your tickets to a night with WIBC, because Kev will be their dress to the the nines. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get those tickets at WIBC.com right now. Mike Pence going out acting as though he did the Trump stuff would be if Kev and Kev, and I've during the mentoring sessions, I've totally given Kevin permission to do this because if it results in an interpersonal relationship with the member of the opposite sex, then great, by all means, use us. But it would be if Kev were out publicly bragging about the Kendall and Casey show ratings and mm-hmm, success, and mm-hmm. did you know we're nominated for a major award? Did a you see major that? major award. We have been, by the, yes. by a very prestigious organization.
1: If <laughs> the Ke- Indiana Broadcasters yes, Association. absolutely. Sure.
0: If Kev were to be out taking credit for that, mm-hmm. like, I did this. I, yeah, it's Kendall and Casey, <laughs> but I, <laughs> did <laughs> I did this. nothing without
1: me. I did that. That is Mike Pence. Yeah. That's who he's become. Yeah, well, now he's fighting with Clay Travis again. And this <laughs> week, it's because uh, he said he couldn't be on the show because he didn't have a good cell phone signal
0: (laughs) so clay travis claims they said hey pence you're running for president Mm -hmm. you're clearly looking for free airtime why don't you be a real tough guy and come on with me And, and buck sexton is the um is the guy that pence or pence that clay travis does the show with hey buck sexton and i will offer you i assume it's still hundreds of radio stations across the fruited plain you can come on our show and we'll let you talk about your plan for president. And the Pence people said... The Pence plan. Yeah, well, yeah the Pence plan, yes. Um, you're super unrealistic, never going to be enacted as real as the baseball players that existed in Rob Kendall's backyard when he was eight years old uh, plan. And Pence told them no because Casey... He wasn't going to have good cell phone service.
1: Sure. Where was he? For an entire week. Right. <laughs> you know what happens? And I'm sure you've come across this before. You call somebody and it's it, you've got a bad signal. What do you do?
0: You hang up a call back.
1: Exactly.
0: Or in the olden days. Or you
1: say, you know what? Give me twenty minutes. I'll be in a better. I'll be in a better zone, and I'll call you back.
0: And I'm sure they would pre-record with you too. Probably. You know, I mean, it's it's Mike Pence. We'll make time. We (laughs) do this with people all the time, based around their schedule. Hey, we'd be happy to pre-record that interview with you. Whatever. Uh, That is pathetic. That you are led to believe for an entire week, Mike Pence will be nowhere where he can place a five minute phone call and mm-hmm. have an interview with uh, Clay, Clay Travis. Right.
1: All week long, can't find a good
0: signal. What a sniveling little weasel this guy is. He what
1: just a, didn't want to do the interview. He's
0: just, of course he didn't. He's so, because he doesn't want to be challenged. <clears throat> Look at how it went when he got challenged on one topic by Tucker Carlson. Right. And that's what Mike Pence has always been, because Mike Pence has always surrounded himself with people who who believe he walks on water, who have seen him as a meal ticket. They're the gravy train brigade. They never challenge him. And he doesn't do well when he gets challenged because he's not used to it.
1: And that's why we call him 2% Pence. It is 25 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
0: Real quick, I did see somebody mention this in our YouTube chat, and it's a great reminder that we need to mention this. Uh, please pray for all the people who are in the path of that storm in Florida. Uh, If you are, uh, we have many, many listeners and viewers down there. Uh, We love you and we hope, you know, you guys are okay. And just everybody in our listening area, make sure today, tomorrow, say a prayer for those people because they're about to encounter, you know, what could be potentially very, very dangerous weather.
1: Yeah, it was last night around, I think it was around 11 o'clock that they upped it to a category four. And I texted you that I was hyperventilating watching this because now the storm is headed directly to Tallahassee. And if you would like to see one of the most beautiful roads in all of Tallahassee, go over to my Twitter page at Casey Daniels 317. I posted a video up there uh, when I was riding on my motorcycle down Miccosukee Canopy Covered Road. And that is one of the problems with Tallahassee in that entire area when the big storms come is all of the trees are going to be down. And it's not just the loss of the uh, electricity. It takes so much time to get everything back up and running because of all of the trees that are going to be down it's so difficult to travel when a storm comes through you
0: just hit on a great point and i know this from my years of traveling through south and north carolina which florida is a little different but not super different where like when you go on a highway in indiana it's just field mm-hmm. right or yeah. you know, obviously there may be businesses etc in the southern states it is very large, very dense, very thick trees in yep. many locations. And like, and I'm sure you know this because you did it, if you travel at night, like there are various levels of dark, mm-hmm. dark on these southern roads, is very scary because the tree, the tree thickness and mm-hmm. its ability to block out oftentimes even like the moon, etc. Well, And
1: all the trees are covered with a Spanish moss yeah. that hangs off of them. So it's not even just yeah. the uh, leaves from the tree, but it's all the other foliage. And it just, it takes a really long time. And it, uh, Ron DeSantis has been out in front of this storm. So it will be a good indication of his leadership once again, of how he her- handles an emergency situation with this hurricane. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: Good morning. It is 9:32. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, seven college students these were sorority sisters at the University of Wyoming. They brought a suit against the National Kappa Kappa Gamma leadership over their policy of allowing a man into the sisterhood. This is a whole point, right? It's a sorority, and this case has been rejected by the U.S. District Court of Wyoming. And now, the sisters in the sorority are going to be forced to allow this. Man into their women's group, and this guy, what is he? He's 6'2, 260 pounds, Uh and now he's wearing a dress, acting like a woman, so he gets to be in the sorority.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not even one of these ones that you know puts effort into it, like Blair White. Like Blair, you know, Blair White has made himself a decent looking woman and is very serious and sincere about his desire to be a woman, and so whatever. But this guy. I mean, this this level of placating these pretend transsexual people because so much of it, and you know this, Casey. So much of it is just an absolute look at me, attention seeking group of people. It's not. There are a very small amount of people, and I totally accept this and believe it. It's you know been medically, scientifically proven, and that's why it's called a disorder, right? Because it's been studied, and up until it got politicized, people looked at it and said. This is not natural. These people exist, but this is not natural or normal. And it was a disorder who were born in the wrong body or believe they were born in the wrong body or desperately are miserable as a man, you know, and want to be a woman. I, I totally accept that there's a very, 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 very small portion of the population who believes that. Nothing, though, like what we see. And so many of these people now are a a literal South Park episode come to life where they are just doing it to get attention. And for some reason, our government and our courts keep placating these Mm -hmm. lunatics.
1: Okay, so this guy, he is a fully intact male. right? Right. And he has been watching these sorority sisters change and get undressed. And there's no locks on the bathrooms. And they have... They have no place that he's allowed to go everywhere in the house where these women are. And there's 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 no reason that this guy should be in a sorority. None at all. So my question for you, the thing is, they're paying when you're in a sorority or in a fraternity, you pay dues. Oh, yes. You pay to be a part of that group.
0: You pay dues and you pay dearly.
1: <laughs> and now they're paying to have this man invade their space.
0: Um, Here is my question for you. You are a woman. Mm-hmm. Sorry for assuming your gender. I took a stab oh, at Oh, no, it. no.
1: Thank, thank you for noticing. Um, You're correct. When? Since birth.
0: Because I, have, you and I have worked together for a year and a half now, and I've been telling you the same thing from day one and asking the same question. When do the women start standing up for the women?
1: Well, I, these women tried.
0: Well, but I mean, they went to court and but, the judge
1: said no. But I kick I'm, rocks. But
0: I'm saying, like as a collective, I'm not talking about like seven college girls having an issue with something. I'm talking about like women as a collective. Like, when does the the version of the Me Too movement? come to actually stand up for women who are in many ways I mean this is abuse right mm-hmm. this guy has figured out a way to legally abuse these women and get away with it that he can go where he wants to go I mean we heard the story the tale of poor Riley Gaines talking about how that dude was walking around with junk hanging out in the mm-hmm. women's locker room mm-hmm. if the courts and the government aren't going to stand up when do the women start standing up for women
1: what what are they going to do I mean, they t- they went to court. They tried to do it by the law, and they, they lost.
0: Casey, let me repeat myself slower, because clearly we're having some sort of lost in translation here. <laughs> These women tried. I'm not mm-hmm. disputing that. But when is, you know a woman's march going to be taking place Mm. when is uh you know the lunatic activists that during me too couldn't shout it louder louder and proud enough when is the shout my abortion crowd going to turn their attention on i mean because if it's about women's health if it's about protecting women if it's about women's freedom i can't think of any more cause du jour than this where are all the people
1: well Cor Jean-Pierre, she says that uh, Biden thinks that this whole thing it's a complicated issue yes <laughs> if men should be allowed to compete in women's sports it's compli- it's really you know uh, let's listen to the clip. Daughters, does
2: he care that girls are allowed to compete in sports without a fear I, of injury? Just, does he think it's fair for girls to have to compete against biological males? I just answered the question. It is a complicated issue. It is truly a complicated issue with a wide range of views. A wide range of views. There is no yes or no answer to this. It is complicated. There's a rule that the Department of Education has put forward, uh, and we're going to let that that process move forward. Uh, and and uh, it is, uh, again, uh, we want to make sure that uh, while we establish God rails with this rule, uh, that we also prevent discrimination as well against transgender kids. But again, a complicated issue with a wide range of views, and we respect that.
0: No, 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 no. It's not complicated. If you have a penis, <laughs> you engage in male things. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a penis, you engage in women things. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be like... Uh, kindergarten cop here, but boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. That little kid, 30-plus years on, and it, you know what's so amazing about how stupid and sick our society's gotten? Remember, you know the line I'm talking about, right? There's a famous movie, Kindergarten Cop. Arnold Schwarzenegger is this undercover police officer who goes in and becomes a kindergarten teacher. It's the typical wild and wacky muscle muscle meathead comedy whatever. And there's a famous line in the movie where one of the little kids in kindergarten gets up and runs up to the teacher and goes, "Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina." It's mm-hmm. a very famous line. I'm sure you've seen it memed and everything else on the internet. And at the time, people in the theater laughed hysterically at that because of course that's so obvious and so well known, but in the mind of the little kid, right? Like that's a that's an impressive thing. Well, now we're, we've all become the little kid where if society accepts that boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, then that's – oh, my gosh. Like, What did you say? We've lost – we have lost our minds, Casey. We have absolutely lost our minds placating these people with mental illness or people who are just clearly in it for themselves for their own little sick fetish joyride like mm-hmm. a Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. And we keep placating
1: them as though they're serious, real people. They're not. You don't have to accept the lie. And that's what it is. This is not complicated. There are two genders. There's a men group and a women group. And if you're a man who wants to dress up as a woman, that's fine. Go ahead. Do that on your time. But you can't compete with the women. Make your own group if that's what you want to do. Women's sports was designed for equality. And now these people, they're just trying to erase an entire gender. And I keep thinking about Carrie Lake when she was at the Iowa State Fair and she was milking the cow and she was asking the reporters from the New York Times, hey, uh, why don't you come over here and try and milk that bull? See how that goes. <laughs> when are we going to start being honest about and, this? And,
0: and, and for her to say, oh, there's a wide range of views, there really aren't, I mean, it, Polling shows and a poll after poll after poll shows that even Democrats on this issue, I mean, an overwhelming number of Americans believe, look, men do men things when it comes to sports. Women do women things when it comes to sports. Whatever you're born with, whatever you biologically are, that's what you are. I'm I'm sorry. Like if it, I'm sorry, it didn't work out well for you. If you're a man who wanted to be a woman, I'm very very sorry that you didn't get a better you know deal of the cards. But there's lots of things we wish we were in life. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I were the announcer for the Chicago Cubs.
1: Uh, I'm not, right? I just it's not gonna. It's not. You know, but I'm not gonna walk around and intru- introduce you as the announcer. Right? For Cubs. Because I'm not. Even if you're not. Because I'm not. That would be a lie.
0: And w- again. And I've been saying this for a year and a half now. The solution to this is not going to be solved in even the court system or in the Congress or in the government. Indiana can pass whatever laws it wants to. That will, I guess, legally create some protections. But the actual issue is in society. And in this case, the societal issue is with women are going to have to get loud and they're going to have to get engaged and they're going to have to be vocal and they're going to have to do the same rallies that they do for shout your abortion or me too or whatever else. They're going to have to do it for this because that's the only way it's going to stop. Men cannot solve this issue.
1: I think about when my daughter was young and uh, there was one time in particular, she, she jumped on the bed at night. She was probably two, three years old. She was little and she jumped on the bed and she said, Emmy be a tiger. roar." It's cute, right? She's acting like she's a little tiger. She had a little headband on with the little ears. She's not really a tiger. Yeah, right? I didn't raise her. Go, Lick your paws, little tiger baby. <laughs> no, you're not really a tiger. <laughs> this is on the parents. Stop placating this nonsense. Don't don't continue the lie.
0: All right. When we come back, Suzanne Crouch, you know, silent Suzanne. Her campaign is imploding. It's wonderful and fabulous. And Jim Merritt will be with us to talk about that. Plus, Brad Chambers. Give it all that money to Obama, mm-hmm. the governor's race is on fire now, Casey.
1: It's Kennedy Casey on ninety-three WIBC.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips.
0: See, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Oh, look who it is. Mm-hmm. He is the most beloved man in all of Indiana politics and government. Spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, the great Jim Merritt. How are you, my friend?
3: I am well. It's a beautiful day in Indianapolis.
0: I'm going to ask you so many pertinent questions related to this governor's race. And let's start with our old friend, Silent Suzanne Crouch. Uh, rough week for her. And it really seems like... Her campaign is in what I have dubbed the death spiral mode since Brad Chambers (laughs) got in the race. This acts the tax thing that she's proposed, which is this plan to get rid of income tax, with no specifics whatsoever, not playing well with a lot of people, and the media is beating her over the head on the lack of details and how you're going to get rid of $8 billion from the state budget to pay for it. Uh, Bad week for Suzanne. What say you?
3: I think, you know, we, we talked about this in state house Happenings, it'll be airing on Sunday, I think that uh, campaigns, when you when you announce your candidacy, you're introducing your or you're reintroducing yourself to uh, the state of Indiana or whatever uh, municipal a place that you want to govern and 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 it's like writing a book and you have the introduction and you have chapters and you build and and i i was disappointed that that Sus- suzanne as lieutenant governor has had a uh, a part in governing agriculture uh, housing and and also broadband and and i would hope that they, she would talk about the last seven years of what she has done because uh, along with mental health it it, it just grow uh, her campaign and talk about uh maybe if you want a broad statement say I want to cover the whole state and broadband, because that's so important. That's kind of the lifeline to telehealth and and other means of, of safety for individuals and Hoosiers yeah, in and all four corners.
0: She's trying to be something she's not. And Casey and I have talked about this at length. Nobody actually believes that you're some tax-cutting machine or that you really want limited government. I mean, you've been lieutenant governor for seven years. You've said nothing, as the government never has been bigger. The tax has never been higher. Nobody believes this. Why wouldn't you just run a campaign and say, look, if you like the way Indiana is right now I've been a big part of it if you like the past 7 years vote for me and she will not do that
3: right and for the last 60 years since they since we had the uh, in, uh the sales tax come in into uh the realm uh they've been trying to get rid of that as well and so This is an issue uh, I started in 1991 that we have worked on for the last 30, 35 years of getting rid of the income tax, and it's just not doable.
1: Do you think it's because she's not proud
3: of her history? I I, I don't know if it's proud. I don't know if it's campaign management. But every stop she makes from now on, somebody's going to say, you know, how are you going to do this? Because no one else has done it before, and 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 the legislature now has a real intense uh, study going on with Senator Travis Holman at the top of it, and they don't know how it's going to happen. And so, I, I think I think leaders have to have to uh, grow their audience and uh, and ask big things of the legislature and Hoosiers alike. But um, this may be too much.
0: And the other part of this is she's going to have to deal with the legislature, which means she's going to have to work with the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd, Rod <laughs> Bray and Todd Houston. By the way, Casey, speaking yeah. of which, right now, yeah. if you head over, Jim, I don't know if you have done know this, but my wife is a computer wizard. That mm-hmm. is her trade. Mm-hmm. And she has been delving into the world of artificial intelligence. Ah. And she has been creating portraits of the little nicknames that we give on our show. So, like, if the nickname were an actual person, uh, and it's artificial intelligence, it's the in the in the vein of these old timey paintings. Mm-hmm. And the uh, yesterday we unveiled High Tax Holcomb, artificial AI High Tax Holcomb. Uh, the day before that, AI Silent Suzanne. If you go over to at Robin Kendall on Twitter right now, you will see AI artificial intelligence Rod and Todd the Flanders Boys so available. The court- Yes, it is unbelievable. It's my favorite one she's done so far. You can see it right now. AI, uh, Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys. But the point is, these people don't have any interest in like doing large scale tax reform. This past session, they just changed the law to make sure you didn't get your money back.
3: Yeah. And you know, why aren't we talking about in the next crisis? How are we going to be prepared? You know, the idea of, of, um, the elimination of the income tax is a great
1: idea Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
3: but
1: But... it's just not feasible (laughs) well it is feasible if you're willing to
0: cut she's not willing to cut nobody believes right i mean again with casey i've had this conversation if it's me running for governor and i say i'm going to pull eight billion dollars out of the budget people would go wow that'll really make his Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. no one believes with her though that she's serious about doing that so, so
3: what you do is you 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 plan it out that you show how you're going to cut government. Yeah. And one of those things is having efficiencies. And uh, Lean Six Sigma is something that Fort Wayne did for a long time. And it really streamlined the government in the city of Fort Wayne. You, you put, a, you put a, uh, a staffer on each department, Lean Six Sigma, and you demonstrate how you make it uh, efficient with the goal yeah. Of 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 cutting the income tax in half or all. And you know the thing is is when they say about economic development, I don't believe that people won't leave they won't come to Indiana because we don't have a income tax. I believe they'll come to Indiana because of we're welcoming, we're hospitable, and we we are a low tax state.
0: Now. I don't want people coming to Indiana. Is that just, Jim Merritt's our guest, by the way? The, the serious serious question. I do not want people coming to our state because every time people come to our state, I see a bunch of uh, farmland get plowed over for high-density housing, and I'm done with that. I want people here who live here to have good jobs. I don't need 10,000 more new people moving into our state for jobs to destroy farmland, because all I get out of is bigger government. Their taxes they pay never go to lower my taxes. They just raise the government. Am I a bad person for that?
3: Well, first of all, you're broadening the tax base and every...
0: But it just grows the government, Jim. It never
3: helps me. Well, that's what that's what Suzanne and all the rest of the 27 people run for governor <laughs> need to place is that you, you get efficiency in government and prove that. The credibility of government right now is an all-time low, and somebody has to step forward and be certain and be a candidate that said I'm going to do this, and this is how.
0: Uh, Real quick, I did want to, you and I, we very rarely spar, but we had a brief spar on the Statehouse Happenings air on Sunday morning here. on good radio. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was fine. And uh, I don't get super animated, or though I said that and then I did get super animated (laughs) on the Statehouse Happenings show. Casey and I covered this story yesterday on Brad Chambers, who is uh, a professional errand boy, Brad Chambers, uh, who is Holcomb's personal errand boy when it comes to promoting and propping up his business cronies and elitist buddies. Uh, it came out that he had given big money to Democrats, including Obama, I think that's going to be a huge deal in a primary. I think that's an ad waiting to happen. But you said you don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Well,
3: I think it's. I think it's a one-day story. I think it's. Some, no one knows who Brad Chambers is now.
0: Let's hope it stays that
3: way. Well,
1: we know he gave five thousand dollars to Obama. Well, it's
3: not the way you want to start a, a governor campaign. I can say that much. But the bottom line is, is, is a one-day story. And in a future debate, someone is going to ask the lieutenant governor how you're going to eliminate the income tax. And the idea of his giving money to a, a Democrat will fade away.
0: You think so? You think, I mean, I just think if I'm if I'm Curtis Hill or I'm Braun, and let's say Chambers becomes a threat. No, I don't think he will be, because I think him and Suzanne pull from the same pool, and there's not enough in that pool to make a difference. But let's say he's there's polls out showing him leading. You don't think that that's going to be like just the lead thing? Hey, you're going to let a guy be your Republican governor who gave big money to Obama? It just Obama? all
3: depends on how he answers the question. Mm. What,
0: well, what is the answer to that question? What I don't it, know. I didn't give Obama five thousand
2: dollars. <laughs> we'll have well, you,
0: to ask him. But you spent thirty years in the Senate. Like, what what could that answer be that people are going to go? Oh, that really makes sense. I feel better about I, this guy.
3: I was developing uh, an apartment complex in Columbus, Ohio, or Nashville, where where Chambers, Brad Chambers, has has a has a um, uh, a lot of experience and i felt like this could help me in my business
0: yeah and and, and and so you hit the nail on the head which is that probably is the answer the problem with that answer is and i think even we agreed on this on state house happenings when the when the perception is you're holcomb's errand boy and you're handpicked by holcomb and hupfer which he clearly was And the knock on those guys is they have no core conviction whatsoever. Hey, they'll take five grand from the angry Mm red shirted teachers union. And the opening salvo on you is. Hey, I'll just give money to anyone if it helps me out. That yeah. doesn't exactly go to your resoluteness Donald as a conservative. Trump gave
3: money to Schumer. Sure he did. And, and uh, he explained it away. It all depends on how you handle it.
0: And if Brad Chambers comes out and says he wants to build a wall around Indiana, and, you know, <laughs> I, hey, then I'm open to hearing it. But I just don't think that's going to be happening. Hey, tell us about Merit in the Morning. Oh, uh,
3: we have a, a podcast, Merit in the Morning. And as your wifey says, at, at Jim, underline Merit is where I can be found on <laughs> Twitter. My favorite
0: part. She said, how's Jim? Every day when I see you, how is Jim Underline Merritt? How is Olivia, by Uh, the way? She is doing uh, phenomenal. She spit up on me three times this morning. So uh, we're off to a great start. Uh, Yes, uh, Jim underscore Merritt, Underline Merritt on Twitter. And Merritt in the Morning, one of the great podcasts, great local government podcasts. You can find it on YouTube and Facebook. You're a national treasure, Jim Merritt. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.